The number, as always, for you to call us is 201-939-4513. That is 201-939-4513. And, uh, well, lots to talk about today. Lots, lots, lots to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, we still have to talk about a four-game losing streak, which we hope will end this coming Monday night at MetLife Stadium when the Giants are home to the Dallas Cowboys. Today, uh, in about two and a half hours, is the trading deadline. So there's what to talk about that, Paul. Uh, and uh, we move forward with a record of two and six. Indeed. And a Monday night game against the Dallas Cowboys at MetLife Stadium on the horizon. And, of course, uh, you know, the Giants, for all that they've done with this team over the last year and a half, uh, the one thing that is indisputable is that they have gotten a lot younger. And as they have gotten a lot younger, you knew that there were going to be mistakes. You knew there was going to be a learning curve for many of these younger players. For mm -hmm. example, okay, Daniel Jones has been up and down during this last month and a half. Uh, DeAndre Baker, who was playing much better the last three weeks, busts a coverage on Sunday, and it costs him a touchdown. Mm -hmm. As as we have said all along, Russ, and I tried to emphasize this to all the fans back during training camp, the mistakes will be there as the learning curve progresses. The question's going to be how often are they made and how fatal do they turn out to be if the off if the if the opposition is able to take advantage of them, well, uh, I mean, and 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 it's happened unfortunately too much for you, for for everybody's taste. Well, as I said, and you know, callers, you know, have wanted to discuss, you know, well, why why do you say uh, we can't measure the season in in wins? Of course, if you're playing and if you're coaching, what you want to measure measure the season in wins. But as I said at the beginning of the season. And I, I have maintained that all the way through, this season will have to be measured in terms of progress, not in W's, because, as you said, it's a young team. Having said that, like, oh, let's bring up the first name that you mentioned, um, Daniel Jones. Uh, he, yes, he, ha he has had some ups and downs, but even with the ups and downs, there has been progress with him sure. with each game. There has been progress. And he certainly had himself a game last week. You know, well, I mean, the, the, the guy is also as tough as nails. Quite frankly, nobody knew. I mean, when I say nobody, none of us knew just how tough this young man was. He's very tough. Uh, like I said, he's like the old Timex commercial. Takes a lick and <laughs> keeps on ticking. Well, he does. He, he's a tough kid. He's also got real leadership skills. You can see he's a leader on the field. You see the, his, his teammates paying attention to him. Uh, uh, you know, but it's not just him. Like, as you mentioned, be it DeAndre Baker, there is mistakes to be made and lessons to be learned. And this is what the deal is with the young team. Paul, we would also be remiss. You know, if we didn't acknowledge it, you know, the big speculation is, and there's nothing to report, but the big speculation is, uh, it's it's no secret, it's been all over the the news that um, Leonard Williams is to be coming from uh, the Jets uh, to the Giants. But again, there is no, uh, folks, we're not talking about anything because nothing, we don't, 
nothing has been told to us that anything is official. So until it is, there's really nothing much else for us to say. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the other thing, though, in, in regards to what you said about the rookies, and I want to make sure that we, we hammer this point home as well. Mm-hmm. The hope was that a number of these rookies would have an accelerated development so that if they came along and matured very, very quickly, you knew that was going to be necessary for the Giants to be, you know, a 500 team or in the playoff conversation. All of these guys, collectively, the rookie class was going to have to have an accelerated development, much like the 2007 rookie class did. Because if they did not accelerate their development as rookies, the Giants would not have won that Super Bowl Mm -hmm. that year. That's what you need when you are a team that that is in flux and trying to get better. You need immediate, immediate maturity and production from the rookie class. Unfortunately for the Giants... The rookies have shown that they are rookies, and they have been inconsistent, and they have had the growing pains that you need to expect, but you hope to avoid. Uh, really, that's the way to say it. I will say this about one rookie, uh, and he can make a mistake as well, but um, you and I have spoken about it uh, many times, and we use the example with the receivers. I, I would say to you, the one thing that I wanted to see from all our all of the receivers in helping Daniel Jones go make a play. Go when the, when it's within reach. Go grab that football. Don't mm-hmm. let the defensive player go grab that football. And you know what? Darius Slayton did it not once. Remember, I texted you not once. He did it twice, and he flat out. As soon as I saw that, I said, "That's what we've been talking about." That's he, it. He went up and made the play. He made sure he went up. They weren't just. Delivered in his bread basket. This is the NFL. It's not Pop Warner. It's not high school. It's not even college. It's the NFL. And he went up and he grabbed it. You know, when you talk about drafting talent, that is a very talented young man. And it left me yes. scratching my head because yes. I was home watching. He did and, have a drop also in the yeah, game, by well, the way, too. And, and, and that's the inconsistencies well, we're talking and, and, about. And if you rem- remember, that drop came uh, when we, there was like. 12 seconds? It was in the second. It was at the end of the first. I'd have no, to go no I'll tell you notes. when it was. It was at the end of the second quarter. There was Giants got the ball with like 12 seconds left, and it was a pass. Yes. And he was 45 yard line. He was looking to run before he caught. Okay. 45 yard line. So that's line. what we're talking about. I remember but but D- Darius Slayton went up and grabbed not one, two balls for touchdowns. Yeah. That, that was not the play of a rookie. That was the play of a veteran player. So that young man is learning. And remember, we had to wait to see him, you know, with the, the hamstring uh, early on in preseason. But he is, uh, he's coming around. So that's what the story is, folks. Uh, you know, uh, growing pains, they hurt. They frustrate you. I'm sure you and me and Paulie Dots here, uh, everybody was frustrated watching uh, them lose in Detroit this past week. But as they say, you better have a short memory. You know, you got to be able to erase it and move on to the next game. I thought one thing that was very interesting, and, and I don't know who asked the question, but somebody asked in, in the post game when I was watching them, and, and Daniel Jones's answer was priceless. Somebody answered him, you really, it seems, something, I'm paraphrasing, something to, to the effect of, 
Boy, you've been you've been looking for Darius Slayton a lot. You're going to him a lot. Is is there a reason? And Daniel Jones said, "Well, yeah, he's a good player." <laughs> I mean, that's his. Why are you going to him? Because they can go up and make a damn play for me. That's why. Uh, hello, what are we talking about here? Why are you going to Darius Slayton? <laughs> My goodness gracious. Anyway, two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Big Blue Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Coors Light. Remember, if you want to enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience, courtesy of who else but Coors Light, simply text VIP to 90464. That's text VIP to 90464 for more details. Let's open up the phone lines again. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's start off in the windy city of Chicago and check in with Mark. Hello, Mark. You're on with Russ and Paul Dettino. Hey, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at the game on Sunday, and I love going to games because you can see so much more when you're at the stadium than on TV. Well, well, Mark, and did you did you fly in just for driving just from Chicago for the game? Yeah, it's about five hours. It's not bad. Good for you. Yeah. So, anyway, um, before the, the analysis before the game, and I can't remember who the commentators were, uh, they talked about having to establish a consistent running game, putting Jones behind center. And when I was at the game, first of all, I think they ran 70% roughly out of the shotgun. But we couldn't establish a consistent running game. And then in the second quarter, we were down 14 points. They brought in Elijah Penny to be a lead blocker. We ripped off nine yards with Barkley, then he ripped off five more. And then we didn't see Penny in, I don't think, another snap in that game. And, you know, to me, if you're going to establish a running game, uh, I, I think Penny did a lot better job of blocking than anything I saw out of Red Ellison. And I'm wondering why we never went back to it. Uh, it, it just boggled my mind that we did a couple things that broke Barkley loose. And uh, we didn't go back to it. And the other thing I noticed, too, is that they were running a lot of slide blocking and sweeps out to the right side. I just sort of thought that Jones at one point could do like a bootleg. I think that whole side of the left side of the field would have been open. And, Paul, I guess in your analysis, did you see some of the same things? Well, I was actually on the sideline waiting for them to run a, uh, a naked boot with Jones on the two-point conversion. Because mm-hmm. it seemed to me that w- that was where it really hit home for me. I actually said to the person who was next to me on the sideline, the way that things are going right here, it's the perfect setup. Play fake, mm-hmm. play fake the run to the right, and naked boot Jones to the left. He could crawl into the end zone for the two. Yeah. And instead, yeah. they, they rolled right with a waggle and threw the pass, and it was incomplete. Yeah. And they, they, they yeah. didn't get the two. Uh, so your thought crossed my mind at that particular moment. I can't say that there were other times during the game where I wanted him to do it, but I certainly wanted him to do it on the two-point conversion. Um, in terms of Penny, he played 10 snaps. Um, you know, they were constantly playing from behind. It was 14 nothing first quarter. That's what I was going to say. You know, yeah. that's a significant issue that even Coach Shermer has admitted to this. When you're constantly playing from behind like that, it just changes a lot of what you wanted to do. You start throwing things out of the game plan that you've been talking about all week. And, you know, this is this is why this team has to. They have to. Again, you know, there are certain fundamentals 
okay, when you're a mediocre team trying to prove that you can beat teams of your ilk, never mind teams that are better than you, but teams of your ilk. You've got to control time of possession early. You've got to make sure that, you know, if you don't have the lead, you're at least even within a field goal. You don't want to be two scores down early in the game. It just Because then you start squeezing your playbook and you start taking stuff out that you shouldn't take out. And before you know it, you're, you're getting crunched with, with snowballs and you don't have a chance in hell of winning the game. You know, Mark... Uh, and I, I did a brain cramp when, when you call, when you said you drove to the game. I'm thinking, and then you said five hours, and I said, oh, he drove to, from Chicago to Detroit. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I forgot that the game was in Detroit, not MetLife Stadium. But I, I, I think also something's happening, uh, you know, and, and to a point that's a little understandable because you're talking about the running game. And I think, uh, I think Saquon is... You know, and I think maybe it's just his ang- anxiousness to make, you know, listen, he, he sat out f- for three games. I, I think it was in his anxiousness to make something happen, to get going, chomping at the bit. He might have gotten into a little bit of an old bad habit. What you might ask is that old bad habit. If you remember early on last year, he was doing maybe a little what I call stutter step or a little jitterbugging behind the line as opposed to just, bam, you know, going right through the line. Go get your four or five yards that way, as opposed to trying to, well, I see, I, I, I don't know if I can make it there or I can't make it, but I, maybe I can see something outside. You know, he's always looking to make something happen, and then he gets stuck for no yards or, or maybe one or two. And, and I, don't, I don't think that's anything to worry about, but I just think, you know, second game back, you know, fr- from the injury, I think – you know, he's trying maybe to make too much happen, and, uh, you, you know, he can't. I, I mean, he, listen, he is a powerful son of a gun. I, I mean, folks, if, Mark, if you don't, when, when you see the guy up close, you think he, it, it, it's almost like a joke the way he's built. I mean, I've never seen powerful legs like that on anybody. And, you know, like, Go, go smash yourself right, right through the line. But I, I think he's going to be fine. I, I just think it's something that I was thinking about watching it, that it was rearing its uh, head, if you will. The only other thing I would say about uh, our backfield is that uh, they were running delayed blitzes up the middle, mm-hmm. and Saquon got obliterated by the middle linebacker mm-hmm. once. What I think I'd try to do is put Gallman in there to be the guy to pick up the blitz and then put Saquon out wide and have him run pass routes. I mean, I don't think he's got enough blocking technique to pick up the blitz yet on a consistent basis. Well, well, and just, I mean, the, the point is we just can't win the way we're playing. The offense has to be perfect because the defense can't do it. So that's all I have to say. Thanks. All right. Well, well Mark, I, I, I mean, the one thing that Mark just said right now, listen, uh, the, the elephant in the room is the defense has to stop giving up. I'm not talking about plays, explosive backbreaker killer plays. You can't be giving up 49-yard bombs. You can't be giving up 40. I mean, it's you know what it's kind of reminded me of a little bit, um, Paul, and I don't know if, if you've thought about it. It, watching it was kind of reminding me uh, the last couple of games 
the end of last season, the end of last season, last four games or so last season, they had no problem scoring. They couldn't make a defensive stop when they needed yeah. to make a defensive Didn't, stop. Doesn't do that for me, Russ. Okay. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that's the only thing. The, the offense right now, for all the for all the, the the points or whatever it is that they're getting, they're not getting them when they need them because right. they're falling behind. As I said to Benny Fowler after the game, I said, "Look, at a critical time in this game, first quarter, they're jumping out fourteen nothing. I don't want to see the points coming after you're down by two touchdowns. Right. That doesn't help me. You know, I need the points either either maintain a step or get a lead." Don't don't show me all these yards and all these points after you're down two touchdowns. Well, yeah, but I that mean, doesn't do me any good. Well, also being down two touchdowns has a lot to do with the defense you know? giving up plays. Well, yeah, I mean, no question. Yeah. But okay. but again, if the offense is going to be as efficient or as effective as so many people want to praise them for, look, I I get it. Daniel Jones had a good game. Was it spectacular? No, it was good. I I can't I can't continue to throw bouquets at this offense when. You know, early in this game, in the first half of this game, they were not they were not putting the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't fly for me. Well, score when it's important. Score when the game is still on the line. Score when the game can be grabbed by the throat. Yeah, but Paul, let's go back to uh, and again, it's not making excuses, uh, but I'm going back to what your opening remark was about. It's a young team, exactly, and, and, and it's not doesn't run flawlessly doesn't run uh, to perfection so every, every everything's got to work i mean first quarter look at this four plays 18 yards three plays minus two yards three plays nine yards those are your three possessions in the first quarter right that's unacceptable it, ju- it just is okay well, and how about uh anyway uh, how about the lions possessions well lions uh let's see here lions went Eight plays, forty-seven yards. Six plays, seventy-one yards. Yeah, so we're talking about the defense. A pick there. and then and then a touchdown. Yeah, okay, so that's that's just what I'm talking about. And oh, by the way, they missed a field goal too, which also helped keep, right. keep the Giants in the game. And then the Giants wound up missing a field goal later on. Look, here's the bottom line, Russ. The bottom line is this team has to get better in a whole lot of ways. There's not just I don't want to just point the finger at the defense because, quite frankly, I don't think the offense is clicking on all cylinders either. And I'm a little tired of hearing the, the, the people saying, oh, offense is, is, is doing fine. It, the defense is just giving up too many points. No, the offense is not doing fine. Well, They've no, got to do better, too. Well, no, nobody's saying they don't have to do better. But if you want to look at no one's going to tell me, nor you or anybody else, that the culprit last week was not the defense giving up explosive plays. Let me tell you what. I guarantee you a lot of that team meeting that they had this week was brought up by members of the defense for the very reason I'm talking about, looking themselves oh, in the sure. mirror and saying, this has to stop. We we can't, you know, remember the old, um, the very first head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember John McKay? Sure. And and they asked John McKay, John, what what do you think about the execution of your offense to which McKay said, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. The, the, you exactly. know, it's a broken record folks, but every time I watch the giants, it's, it, it's truer and truer and truer lack of execution in this sport. You can say it in all sports, but in football particular, because it, it, no, no, there is no team sport like it is in football. Everything's got to work. And a lot of it is, 
the wrong execution. 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go down to Atlanta and speak with our friend Dre. Hello, Dre. You're on with Russ and Paul. How are we doing today? Hey, Russ. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Hi. Hey, I was at the game this weekend. I mean, one thing I noticed is that when we started coming back, that in in PDOT, you'd be able to contest this. It was quiet. You could actually hear yourself talking, you know, once you start making moves. But the backbreakers was the 49-yard pass, the 41-yard pass. And it's like, you know, where's our secondary? You know, I thought the rule of the secondary is to never let anybody get deeper than you. And it was clearly evident. We was peeking in the backfield, and we weren't, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Anthony Matei say he'd he seen Galloway, I mean, uh, Galloway, whatever this Galladay. name, run, Ga- run yeah. across his face, Galladay, and he let him go. You know, and it's crazy, as crazy as it sounds, I feel more comfortable with the team going against Dallas on Sunday than I did week one. You know, and it's not because of the, addition, the possible addition of Leonard Williams, it's the fact that, you know, you, we, we can't keep, you can't win all the time, but you can't lose forever. At some point, it has to click with our young, with our young talent and for our, our veterans to, you know, get it together because they are, you know, the the model that these young players are supposed to be uh, going after. Uh, well said, Dre. Listen, you, you, you look at the last two games. L- let's look at just the last two games in particular. There were certainly winnable games, but, but you can't be given teams. You're just not good enough. At this juncture, you're not good enough. The, the coaches will tell you that. Sherman's going to tell you that. They're not good enough to, to make the mistakes, to put themselves in holes, to come back from. They, they're, not, they're not good enough. Paul was bringing it up. They have to all play better. And, and again, I'll say that, that, that word again, execution. They are failing to execute well on a consistent basis. Agreed. And it seemed like we, it, for some reason, they, it seemed like from the outside looking in that the team needs to be in a hole to, to, to get it together before the click, oh, I guess we need to start playing. Because, I mean, I, I saw Pete out on the sideline because we I was in, I was in on, on the Giants side in the end zone. I think that was section 119. Did, did Pete Dot have his head in his hands there when you were seeing him on the sideline? I'm very focused no, during the game. <laughs> yeah, but he was quite happy when Ingram uh, rolled in for that touchdown. So I will say that. But it still wasn't enough. The game was there for us to win. Detroit did everything possible to give us that game. We had a drive where with third down, penalty, first down. Back to third down, penalty, first down. Every chance they were giving us the game. And for some reason, we wouldn't take it. And other than the errant throw by um, Stafford, the, the secondary wasn't there. You know, uh, Baker got uh, Baker got beat on a, cross, on a deep, deep post. He went for, he went for the interception. Missed it. That's you know. It's just it's just little things. You know that. that How about the roughing the kicker call? Uh, what, what, How about that one? I, I, you know what, uh, Dre? Uh, Paul beat me to it. I wanted to bring that up, uh, Dre. Huge, uh, huge it, call. I will tell you this. Kudos to Bruce Arians for calling out the officials. Uh, what was it yesterday? Uh, he, yeah. he, he said they're not held accountable. I'm going to tell you something. You can talk about plays. You can talk about pass interference calls. That play, that juncture of the game, the Giants had a chance. They were trailing 14-13. They had a chance to go down, let's say kick a field goal, go in at, with the lead, let's say if they kicked the field goal at 16-14. Instead, 
that ridiculous, absolutely awful, awful call running in. Who was it? David Mayo running into the kicker, the kicker. when he was laying on the ground. It was, it was an it was an absolute terrible call. So what happens? They get the ball, they kick a field goal. So instead of it, the Giants may be having a lead. They increase their lead to 17-13, uh, and they're also going to start the second half with the ball. That was a killer. And, you know, that's another thing. The Giants aren't good enough to overcome. It's difficult enough, Dre, for the Giants to, you know, overcome the mistakes that they make. But they don't need to, to be dealing with bad officiating as well. And in fairness, I will say this. It's for all the teams. It's for the yeah. opponents, too. The officiating in the NFL, I will say this, because the NFL can't find me, stinks. It is really bad. It, it, is, it is worse than I have ever, ever seen. Now, you can nickel and dime. And Russ, Go ahead. I'm going to say this, and this is about my last point. If the refs were full-time refs, there will be more accountability to what they got. But being that they are part-time and really have no real stake in the game, they, they make calls and don't have to worry about the repercussions. What team wants a letter coming in and say, yeah, we missed that call? Pass interference to uh, the, the pass interference call. Well, what happened to it? There was two pass interference calls. You know what's funny? You call one, and then you pick up one. And although I'm talking about the touchdown, the possible touchdown yeah. pass to, uh, to Slayton. Yeah, I, they, that was right in front of me. Let, me. let me just get into that for one second. Thanks for the call, Dre. Appreciate Slayton, it. Slayton was right in front of me in my corner of the end zone. And what they claimed was when they picked up that flag, the pass was uncatchable, and therefore they took it away. Here was the problem. The defensive back put two hands on Slayton, grabbed him with both hands, and held him the entire way down the field through the pass route. Okay? There should have been defensive holding called. Pass interference was the wrong call. Right. It should have been defensive holding, which, by the way, you can't pick up the flag on because the pass is uncatchable. Right. Defensive holding is defensive holding, period. Well, incredible. Incredible. I I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Paul, or I mentioned it when I was sitting maybe with uh, with, uh, David Deal. This whole pass interference business I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with this. This whole pass interference business where they put the rule in because of what happened last year with, with the Saints, and now nobody calls it, okay? You, you know, you, you go and challenge it, but it goes for naught. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, and it's going to end up being a blow-up. This kind of deal is going to happen in the Super Bowl when the magnifying glass and the spotlight is at its greatest, and then you're going to have the brouhaha of all brouhaha's because then they're going to say, well, why the hell? Now you're calling it now, but you didn't call it during the season. You watch. You watch. That is what's going to happen in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. You just watch. I mean, the officiating has stunk this season. And what happens when an obvious call gets missed, a coach throws the review flag, and they don't overturn it? How about that? Yep. yep, yep. (laughs) That's going to be a thrill. I'm telling you, you watch. All right, 201-939-4513 is the number. Again, we've got to remind everybody, Big Blue Kickoff Live here brought to you by Coors Light. If you choose, wish to enter uh, the uh, to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light, text VIP90464 for more details. Let's go uh, to Delaware and check with, uh, is it Darian or Darren? Oh, it's Darian. Darian, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. How you guys? Good. What's up? Hello. 
Uh, so I just had a question. I know you guys can't speak, you know, in specifics, but hypothetically, what do you think the benefit is in, uh, you know, giving potentially giving up a three and a five for, you know, a guy that's going to be a free agent at the end of the year that if you're going to want to keep, you're going to have to contend or, you know, bid against the rest of the league for anyway instead of, you know, just waiting to the end of the year to do that. Well, I, Especially when it's, uh, at that position, D-tackle, is inherently not a you know game changer position that's going to turn you know a contender or not contender into a contender. So and if you think and I, one of the reasons I heard is um, you know kind of to do like a, a eight game tryout to see if you even want to re-sign them. So do you guys think well, that a well, you know, well oh, hold on a second the the only place you heard that was speculation by somebody in the media. Okay, okay. It, you know you ha- you haven't heard that. You know the Giants didn't say you know if. If this is, again, it's speculation, if this is going to be the deal, uh, you're having somebody on a tryout. For my, if you're asking me, Darian, I would say if they're making this deal, I keep saying, is is Darian still there? No. Well, you know, sorry, Darian, but you left us. I would say, Paulie, if indeed this deal is being made, I don't think it's being made for eight games. I think it's being would be made for full intentions of keeping the man here. Mm-hmm. And, that would certainly make a lot of sense. You know, and, and you know, then the other thing, I, I don't know. I mean, you can scratch your heads. Everybody wants to speculate, and till it happens, it's official. Then we can't ask the powers to be the questions. But you know, I, could it be they want this guy on the edge to be a, a, an edge rusher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways. To be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing the Giants go to a four-man line. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if said player is part of the roster. Yeah, I, I don't, again, so um, if and when this becomes the deal, I think that is part of uh, the thinking. Let's go travel out to Denver and check in with Bill. Hello, Bill, you're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Bill? Ah, it's a snow day today out here in Denver. Oh, so, oh how, how much? <laughs> normally catch the podcast later on, so how, this is, a, how this is mu- a treat to be able to call. How much uh, snow do you have? Uh, it's still coming down. It's <laughs> only a few inches right now, but it could be anywhere from 6 to 12 by tomorrow morning. Okay, all right. Boy, I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for any of that stuff. We'll keep it on our side of the country. Please do. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to call and talk a little bit about, you know, what, what's going on here with the situation with Daniel Jones. Like, why, why is it helpful to have him in this position of starting these games, taking, like, when we're, we start him in the third game of the season, and I wasn't sure about that because, you know, watching him in the third preseason game, all these sack fumbles, and... You know, when I saw that in the third preseason game, I thought, great, he's going to work on bulk control, bulk security until, like, late in the season, until we're mathematically out of things, and then, you know, we'll give him a few games. But we got Eli Manning here, Uh, and frankly, I'd rather watch Eli throw interceptions than Daniel Jones take sack fumbles. Like, giving the ball up behind the line of scrimmage this many times. Bill, you you sound like, and and thank you for the call, but you you sound like – you sound like Russ and Paul, meaning you're a big, big 
Eli Manning fan. And I don't think you have two people who are bigger Eli fans than the two of us sitting here. But listen, if you can't see the progress that Daniel Jones is making and you can't see the reason he's in there, then, then you're looking at it with Eli blind, blinds on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, you've seen mistakes, which you see with the young quarterback, but you've also seen a lot of good things. You've seen tremendous toughness. And if you're going to be really honest, and Paul and I have had to be really honest with ourselves, there are definitely certain situations that young Mr. Daniel Jones got out of that Eli Manning would not be able to get out of because of his uh, mobility. So, I mean, for, for you to say what's the sense of having Daniel Jones behind there, quite frankly, no disrespect, my friend, but that doesn't make any sense to me. 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go down to Alabama and check in with John. Hello, John. You're on with Russ and Paulie Dots. Hey, Ross. Hey, Paulie. Dots. How are you guys doing? Hello. Good. How you doing, John? Hey, good. How about you guys' opinion? So, go through having a, like a report card with regards to some of the things that are going on with the Giants. And I just want your guys' thoughts, okay? So, I think uh, Getman, I think the coach is doing well. Maybe the defensive coach has some issues with trying to teach some of these young players. So, I give coaching and management probably like a B okay what's your guys thoughts uh, um i i would think you know i i think b is being generous i i if you bet you if you if i if you said the coaches if yes the coaches i don't think they'd give themselves a b because coaches you know coaches take blame and when i say they take blame they take blame on themselves i think um you know, I, I'd say a B minus. Okay. I think the key thing here is some of our playmakers are just not making the plays, except we've got some exceptions. I would say Golden Tate, except he missed four games. I think it would be different if he made all those games. I think Barkley, too, but he's missed some games. And then um, I think also we've, uh, as regards to the playmakers, one of the key things that we're missing here with our playmaker is we're missing field goals, which are hurting us. What do you guys think about that? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, John, you bring up a good point. I, I really, you know what, Paul and, Paul and I schmooze and talk about it all the time. That's one thing you and I haven't discussed. And you know, kicking can go into streaks, Paul, as you and I both know, and I've gotten a little, I'm not saying I'm panicking, but I just wonder if Aldrich is going into a little bit of a bad streak, missing a field goal here, missing a field goal there, missing an extra point. It just kind of, uh-oh, a little bit. Your thoughts? I'm a big Rosas guy. Oh, so am I. And I'm, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, and I would also say that, again, a team in the Giants situation unfortunately, needs basically perfection out of its kicking game. They've got to beat every team every week in the special teams category if they're going to have a chance to win the game. That's got to be an edge that they lock down every single weekend. Yep. That has not been the case. Nope. 
I that's a, that was a good point to bring up, John. Really, I, because I, I'm glad you did because I've been thinking about that. And again, big fan of Aldrich. You, you know, uh, he came off a shaky kind of. I think he's pressing to be year, honest with you. And an I really do. Last season, but yeah, I, I think he listen. He has to trust himself. But that, we, we saw all last season that he is an outstanding kicker. He needs to trust himself. And I think right now it's mental. I think it's in his head, like it was when he was a rookie. And I think he's pressing. And unfortunately, you can't make a guy relax because that's counterproductive. He's got to be able to do it by himself. And, and you know what, John? Nothing, nothing will get you into a bad streak as a kicker like, like pressing because that makes you nervous. Yeah. And, uh, hey, listen, my last point with regard to this, um, you know, you just have to fix a couple of key things here. Um, number one, turnovers, they're killing us. Okay, and they kill all the teams when they, you know, you start turning the ball over. When part of that's Daniel Jones just getting used to the pass rushing stuff, and you know, I actually give him a grade of a B. Uh, drop passes have been kill, killing us on key moments, without question. Um, and um, and then second of all, and well, the, the last one besides those field goals is the uh, the coverage on the secondary, and I really go to, I think. Um, we asking too much of Baker, you know, from a first round draft choice. He's just he lost. He's kind of lost out there. And I'll just take that offline, guys. Well, Thanks for the call. I don't, I don't know. I, I would disagree with you saying that he's lost, but he is a rookie, so he's going to make rookie mistakes because his game. I think Paul, you would really agree with me that his game has really improved from the first couple of games. So, so to say lost, no. To say. Some shaky moments, yeah, that that comes with the territory. But you you know, like if we're going to be fair and we're going to talk about this mistake from this guy, be it Daniel or this mistake from DeAndre Baker or what, you know what? Let's be honest. Um, Saquon made a big boo boo, if you will, on that lateral pass because he just looked at it. You, you, well, you, you, he admitted to it. No, no, he did. No, what's there no, to say? No, no, I'm not saying that he didn't admit to it. I mean, no one's more stand up than Saquon. Mm-hmm. But those are all the things that we're talking about. They, they got to. Everybody's got to be on their game. You got to be aware of everything going on all the time. And that was a costly mistake. <laughs> a real costly mistake. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go down to uh, Columbia, Maryland, and speak with our friend Len. Hello, Len. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, guys. How, how are we, you, Len? How are we doing, Lenny? Well, I'm frustrated. You too, huh? I'm frustrated, like most Giants fans. Look, you know, looking, looking at it long, looking back long term, guys, we've lost 30 of our last 40 games. We're 10 and 30. Holy cow. I mean, by accident, you should be better. I, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get it. You know, we, you know, we keep saying they, they got to play better. They got to play better. What makes us think, you know, they're all nice guys. They're all trying. That's the first thing I want to say. I should have said that straight out. Everybody's trying. Okay? I'm, I'm not blaming anybody here for dogging it. Everybody's trying. But what makes us think we can get more out of these guys? I mean, we're hoping. Well, I, I, I would say... I'll stay right off the top. I, I no, no, Len, that it's, a, it's a fair question, but I would say right off the top, and if you've been listening, we've been talking about, I'll tell you what 
makes us say that they can be better is if they simply execute better. And, and they have not been... The only thing they've been executing has been executing themselves. Absolutely. A- absolutely. Well, they're but not, I'm beginning they're, to think yeah. that, that there's not enough talent on this team to, to play much better. Well, I don't, I don't see where... You know, I don't see where it's going to improve. This this four game stretch, frankly, you know, Arizona to Detroit, Arizona less less than a mid level team, and we got them at home. Uh, Detroit, eh, you know, a mid level team at best, but but you know, real weaknesses. I mean, they're trading off starters, <laughs> so you know, they've 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 got some weaknesses there. Okay, the Cowboys are a good team. What we got them at home, we got them on Monday night, and and then we get the Jets. I thought maybe, and I'm not picking what game we were going to lose. I, I thought we'd win three or four of those games. Well, but, but you, I, you just you, you let me ask you a question, and Paul, please, yeah. pl- Paul, please chime in. You you, yeah. you, you just used the phrase. Ah, Detroit mid-level. Ah, uh, Arizona mid-level. Okay, what? Where would the Giants be? What were you calling the Giants? Oh, Upper level? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, well, uh, I just thought we had chances to win those games. I thought there would be improvements. I mean, well, you did have chances I, to I, win I those games. See, I thought we'd see improvement this week. I mean, the thirty out of forty is the same what our record is this year. We're we're two and six. We've lost three times as many games as we won. That's what we've done over the last 40, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it's just, I think the way you get better, Russ, you know, you talked about we've we got to get better. The, the way we get better is we get better players. And that's why, honestly, if this trade goes through, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think Williams on, on Monday night, against the Cowboys, is the best defensive lineman on our team on Monday night. He comes in and becomes the best defensive lineman. I think he's one of the three or four, if he gets traded to the Giants, one of the three or four best defensive uh, three, four defensive ends in the conference. Not in the whole league, in the whole conference. I mean... That's a top-level player. That's the kind of players we got to get, guys. Well, but but we, Len, got, we we don't have any players like that. Well, but Len, you're just answering your own question. If and when it becomes official, buddy, and thank you for the call as always, Len. But if and when that that becomes official, you're getting a good player, a a a very solid good player. I I kind of like, and again. You know, it's not on any inside information. I kind of like your thoughts where I, when I asked you about him possibly being, you know, an edge rusher, and you kind of said, yeah, why not a 4-3? Uh, look, uh, I know one thing for sure. The Giants have a better chance of putting four defensive linemen on the field and succeeding as a defense than they do right now putting the linebackers that they have on the field. There's more power, beef, sturdiness in the defensive line, especially if said player is coming in that trade. I mean, it's all about getting your best players on the field. So why not go to a 4-3? It just makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you one guy who I've been pleased with the past few games is uh, uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Tomlinson. I thought he's been playing some very good football. And in fact, Coach singled him out yesterday on a conference call. Quite honestly, the rookie's done really well. Dexter yeah, Lawrence, oh, for, oh, yeah, no, you know, for, for all that we have said about the inconsistency, the inconsistencies of the rookies, 
No, De- no. Dexter-, Dexter Lawrence is providing quality snaps. Now, they're not statistical highlights, but they're quality snaps. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, he, he singled out Dexter and, you know, Dalvin. But Dalvin, Dalvin had a great game. What was it? Dalvin had a, tr- a terrific game against um, the Patriots. Uh, Dalvin's been playing. Dalvin, and, 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 you know, there's another young player who's now in his third year. So uh, 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go to Cranford and check in with Dave. Hello, Dave. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, um, Paul, you get a kick out of this because I know you um, – I go back and after I watch the game live, I – watch it on tape and um you know it was interesting you remember this play when um when jones threw his second touchdown pass it was right into the end zone that you were standing at on the sideline right right so the 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 uh the the game you know that was on on tv it it has you a lot of people are are not going to see this but because i go back and watch the whole thing and i i slowed it down a couple times last night there's you in the sideline and as he's making the catch um, that Daniel Jones threw, you're like you're fist bumping the guy next to you. I don't know who that was. It was some giant. The guy had some giant gear on. I'm not sure who. I'm sure you know who it was. But but you're standing there just as they're making the touchdown, and you can see you and and the two of you, you know, being positive. It, it was great to see Paul because listening to you for all these years, you know, one of the things that makes you so good at what you do is the fact that you're passionate about what you do. So it was. It was a nice moment to watch you in the background. I'm sure you'll go back on the, and, and see that on uh, see that for yourself. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to do that, but quite frankly, I love the game so much that when I see a quality play and a good play succeed, you know, I, I, I just eat it up. So yeah, if you know, we can't be too demonstrative down there, as you understand. But a simple fist pump is nothing uh, that anyone's going to sneeze at. So no, no, and, and, and that's no, about no. the extent of what I'm allowed to do, if you understand. And and Dave, <laughs> Dave I am going to say. The league doesn't need me doing uh, backflips on the sideline. No I, no, I would like to see that. I would definitely like to see you doing backflips. But Dave, let me say this. Um, Paul brings it, and I say this without bias. I say it because it's the truth. Paul brings his passion as... A reporter, he brings his passion as a fan each and every day. Uh, he wears it on his sleeve. And I will also say this, without a doubt in my mind, and I'm covering this team for 31 years, nobody, especially today, nobody knows the Giants in the media better than this guy. Nobody. Uh, you're very, I, ki- you're very I, kind, Russ. I mean, that's You're very kind, Russ. Thank you. Nobody, if, nobody, if, Dave. Paul, Paul, if I wasn't clear, my my only comments here were extremely positive about <laughs> you being there. It was it was just a crack up, you know, watching it on the TV side and seeing you in the background, and you were extremely reserved. Um, well, well, and, well. Hold, now hold on a second, Dave. <laughs> now, j- now, that's now, where you lost. Now, Russ. Now, you see, now wait just a minute, as as uh, my buddy here, my paisan, would say. Go sit. Go sit, Dave, next to Paul in the press box, watching the Giants yeah. game when it's not going well. First of all, you know, th- this you know, arm, <laughs> this arm is killing me. I, I, it, it's already in atrophy because of the punches and the shoves and the neurosis that I got to deal with on a regular basis. Okay? So please. I, I totally agree. Okay, I buddy. Totally agree. Uh, do you have I, a question? I, I just want to ask. 
Paul, I want to ask one other question for yes, you. Yes, yes. Um, and, and, and that is... Oh, he's gone. Uh, uh, Dave, call, call back, we'll some, get him on. D- Dave, for some reason, we lost connection. We, I promise we'll put you back on uh, if you call us right back. In the meantime, let's uh, 201-939-4513 is the number. In the meantime, while we're waiting, let's go to Big Ev in Maryland. Hello, Big Ev. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, guys. How you doing, ha- man? What's Good up, Big you. Ev? Good to hear you. What's up, buddy? Hey, Big Paulie, how you doing over there? Hello, good Paulie to talk to you again. Use the day. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, okay, guys. Apparently, I had to come on and say it, so I'm here to say it. Okay. It's, it, it's not about execution. It's about preparation. If you're not prepared, now Jabril said he likes what's been called, but we just haven't been playing like we've been called. What we've been called. So if you're not playing what's been called. You got to do it. And then the biggest thing, yeah, you guys all right. You definitely need to go to that 4 3. Where we'll be even stronger at. Now, the key to the Dallas game is the defensive line. Especially against Ezekiel Elliott. No question. We got to change. Yep. I would definitely load up. You, You want a big lineup defensively, you want the beef against the Cowboys. So, to be perfectly frank with you, I would have considered trying a 4 3 against them anyway, even before said trade would, would take place. Exactly. I'm definitely down for it. But I'm going to tell y'all, I don't care what anybody say. You got to understand from a football perspective. If you don't have a winning coach, you're not expected to win because he hasn't won yet. So he doesn't. He's not, he's not the guy for us. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean no disrespect. I don't mean no harm. I love my family. My Giants is my family. This guy here, man, he's not a proven winner. And I don't know what, what the rush was to get him. Well, well, he hasn't been proven. Well, hold, 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 we hold, hold, need a real winning coach. We need a real coach to coach this team because this team is. Actually, I mean, I looked at everything, particularly the first game. We're getting better on offense and we're scoring more points, but our defense is somewhere in the in the lost planet somewhere. They're playing like they're in the Jersey farm uh, field somewhere, way over on the other side, close to Ohio or something. But, uh, <laughs> well, well li- li- I mean, listen, guys, big we app. have got to get this thing together. And the only way it comes together, we need a general. And I'll say this. If you bring in, I'm not even against it, but I will be okay with bringing in Gerald. Um, bring back our buddy. Bring back our buddy who was a great offense coordinator who did. He don't have to be our head coach. Who are you he talking about? Um, Gerald, uh, uh, we're in the Super Bowl with. I'm sorry, I can't forget his name. Kevin, Kevin Gilbride? Kevin Gilbride, yeah. That's Kevin Gilbride Kevin. Is, is GM and president and head coach of the XFL's New, New York team, the Guardians, right now. Yeah. Man, He's got a job. He's got a job, just here, so man, you know. Let's go win a championship. We you know, need a real guy in there, man, to really do it. I, I, I think, listen, Big Ev, and thank you for yeah. the call. Big, big, yeah. Thank you for the call, but l- listen. listen uh, when they're losing, and they're you know, and and you're on a four game losing streak. Pat Shermer is not going to shy away from criticism, okay? But I I I think you're being a little unfair to say um, this guy can't do it or he's not a general. I don't I don't buy that, okay? I I just don't, and you know, uh, th- that's not. Uh, that's not that's not a bias. I, I think that's 
we're talking, this is eight games into a season. And as far as last season goes, we're, we're talking about a situation. It's been, we just made a colossal move, a, an historic franchise history move three games into the season with a new quarterback. That's one. Okay? I, I mean, you know, let, let's talk about other things. If we're going to talk, and, and again, now, now somebody could say, well, here we go, we're making excuses. You have the young quarterback coming in the third game of the season. You didn't have Golden Tate for the first four games of the season. You had your star running back out for three games of the season. You know, I mean... Let's be reasonable here. No one's no one's given anybody a pass. Not the coaches, not the players, not anybody. But to say it can't be, I think that's a little uh, over the top. Let's go to James in New River. Hey, fellas, how you doing today? Good. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing well. Um, I'll be. I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, you know, I had my my own theories as to why we're we're struggling, but I do think it's. Um, important to remember as a fan base, um, you know, I think we are kind of leading the league with dead money this year. Uh, I'm not sure the exact numbers on it, but I'm pretty sure um, we're, we're really behind the ball on that. So we're paying players that aren't on the team, mm-hmm. which means you need to get more value out of people who are being paid less, which is asking a lot. Sure. Um, aside from that, our top players, one of them's on the our top paid players that we are paying is on the, one of them's, you know, been replaced, Eli. And the other is Nate Solder, who gets beat every game multiple times, typically a turnover results from it. Um, so there's no value there. And we, and during this process of rebuilding, we've brought in some, some really nice players. You know, we bought Barkley, we got Will Hernandez, Zietler, Dexter Lawrence, Peppers. Um, but what I would say is... You, you forgot one by the name of Jones. Right. We, oh, obviously Jones. Yeah, yeah. okay. And I'm, 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 be, a, I'm, being, I'm I, just I being a little... I through yeah. these struggles. Um, so I'm, I'm very optimistic about that. Um, so, you know, I'm actually glad he's going through some of the struggles just um, to see how he re- responds. And it seems like he's doing a good job. But I would say, out of all the players I just listed, analytics would say that we improved the least important positions um, on the field. So we have good players. Our best players are at positions that don't really affect the outcomes of games. So we have good guards. We have a good safety. We have a decent developing, you know, a promising, you know, D lineman. And we brought another one in, so that would be nice. Um, and obviously this rookie class we focus on on corner. So, you know, there's going to – it's just a process. But the players we do have right now are at positions that really don't move the needle on the, the wins and losses. So that was my, my main thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, well, I mean, I – I don't know that you can say that. If you want to say that in some places, uh, I mean, I would like what I really like um, with Barkley is just more creativity. Um, you know, getting him matched up one on one with linebackers. I know we did it against the, the Lions, and 
Um, he tripped on what would have more than likely been a, a long touchdown reception. Um, but, you know, watching how the Packers utilize Adam Jones. Uh, well, let's look, James, let's be fair for a second. I mean, uh, Saquon was just back in his second game. So, you know, let's hold oh, yeah, on with yeah. that. I'm, I'm You're also Saquon. talking about when you I, say I would what, like to see when you say key position players. I mean, you mentioned everybody again, you know, just like we were talking about bringing in young players. You mentioned, well, key players at key positions, you've failed to mention the quarterback. Well, no, I'm very optimistic about Daniel Jones. So, obviously, he is an outlier on, I guess, you know, he goes against the point I was making because he's the most important position on the field. Uh, well, yeah. I, so, I mean, so, well, yeah. That, no, I, that's I know, a, but I'm saying collectively. Obviously, there's an outlier. Evan Ingram would work against my, my point as well. So I'm not saying the team is – I'm saying our top players just happen to be at positions that if you were to compare them to the other – spots on you know on the offensive line you're not going to say the offensive guard's the most important lineman most people would say the blindside tackle um or, or the center you can make an argument for but you know the, our tackles are a weakness there, and, there, there, there's a whole lot that it would take me hours yeah, to go James, through your you philosophical discussion up here and I, you know that's all i look there's a lot going on here and 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 the broad bait the Use a broad paintbrush to go through this philosophical presentation that he just gave us would take hours to dissect because there are so many things that intertwine with every single one of these points that he's trying to make that it becomes very convoluted. I would just say uh, he needs to simplify things a whole lot more than what he just tried to do. Charlie, you're next. Go ahead. Hey <laughs> Let guys. Him get him on. Go Char- ahead, Charlie. You gotta wrap hey it up, guys. Charlie. Portland man. I'll make it quick as I can. Okay, I agree with Paul. The offense is the main problem. Look, we gave them Jones gave them seven points. Oh, you take that away. No, listen. No, no, take Ch- that Ch- away. Charlie Charlie, 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 enough. Right. Charlie, the enough. Score would have been, the score would have been okay. the Giants win. Yeah, Ch- Charlie, enough, Charlie. Thank you for the call. Uh, you, you know what? If you want to call and talk common sense, talk common sense. This, you, you, you Charlie, you, you go on Twitter and you say, oh, it was going into the, I think it was the Patriots game. Eli, Eli gives us the best chance to win, but by playing, by playing, um, Daniel, you're only going to hurt his confidence. You, 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 a kid throws four touchdown passes, and you're going to complain about because he gave up the seven points. It, it wasn't that also Saquon, who admitted he had a brain lock and didn't do anything. You, you've got your Eli-itis, and you refuse to let it go. And I'm, I'm sorry, but com- you can't have a common-sense conversation if you're going to be like that all the time. It just can't be done. I mean, the kid throws four touchdowns and you want to whine about one play. So, yeah, Daniel Jones is the reason they lost the game because they scored on that touchdown. Daniel Jones is the reason. The other, the four touchdown passes don't matter. It was the one that they scored on. That's the only one that mattered. Come on, give me a break. You know, Charlie, the only thing I would say here is that I'm simply saying the offense should not get a pass and it does seem like a lot of people are willing to do that. 
I'm not saying the offense is the reason. Clearly, the Giants' defense has been the major culprit in this season's record. Please don't misinterpret what I said. I'm simply suggesting that the offense is getting a little too much leniency here because when they need to, when they absolutely need to earlier in games, when they've got to seize control of the tempo of a game, when they've got to uh, uh, put in, impose their will on the other team, if, if you would prefer, they're not doing it. And, and how does that happen, Russ? It happens with a steady power running game and controlling the ball and the clock and the time of possession and telling the other team, guess what? We're going to take this fight to you today, and you're not going to be able to dictate to our team what's going to happen over the next two and a half hours. I, and the Giants' offense hasn't done that. No, no one's going to dispute that. So, but, so, but, but, but Charlie's but, taking it way too well, far. No, but that, that's all the time. You know, David Deal will be sitting next to me, and he'll tell David Deal how an offensive lineman is supposed <laughs> to play the line. Stop. Okay, let's not be stupid here. You're talking about the kid throws four touchdown passes, and you're going to say Daniel Jones is the reason they lost the game. No, no. Uh, the, 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 the discussion stops right there. But what it also stops right here is today's show. I want to thank everybody for being part of it. Thanks to my buddy at the controls, Pearson Butler, my real good buddy here, Paulie Dots, Paul Dottino. I'm Russ Salzberg. And most of all, thanks to you, because without you, we'd have nobody here to talk to. So I'm here with you tomorrow. Always remember, the number is 201-939-4513. See you tomorrow.